He <laughs> <We> never replied. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's a, that's a solid answer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let Me Finish. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm joined, as always, by Kevin. Bernie bros forever. <laughs> uh, so today we have a few topics that we're going to cover, some hot ones. We, we're going to talk about Luxembourg being the first country to implement a free public transportation system. Uh, we're going to talk about the coronavirus breakout in the U.S., as well as Biden winning the winning in South Carolina uh, and the trending uh, Twitter topic, hashtag dropout Bernie. Oh, you're not supposed to say that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, we got to keep it positive with Bernie Sanders so that his supporters will actually listen, you know? Yeah. You don't want them to think that we're negative of him and then they'll start mailing us like the severed head of like a pig or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> you got to placate the Bernie supporters, man. That's oh, man. the first rule of podcasting and content. The, yeah. Don't say That's anything all. negative. <laughs> That's all Bernie supporters. Yeah, his <laughs> wild Russian mafia will come to your house and like drag you out, shoot you behind I'm the bar. Literally, I think like every day last week there was uh, someone with the Bernie campaign at my house. Oh my god! Did you ever talk to them? Did do they just knock on your door and then like yeah, they just knock on my door? You don't open it. You open it. And you're like, get off my goddamn lawn. I served in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Do they let you keep your dress blues when you get out of the Marine Corps? Yeah, I have all my uniforms oh, still. You keep all that? I thought you had to like turn it in or something. Damn. All your uniforms you keep, like the gear you turn in, and then obviously like any like yeah any gear oh, that all gets turned in. But Dude, uniforms, those are yours. Time, I paid for those, man. Next time, Bernie people knock on your door i want you to put on your dress blues and make sure everything's really tight and perfectly like aligned <laughs> and then just swing the door open and <laughs> just like i don't know just give them like a hard time you know <laughs> where were you in 911 <laughs> sort of stuff <laughs> you start spouting all these crack brain conspiracy theories yes <laughs> oh my god just have Alex Jones playing like on a laptop in the background. <laughs> just have like InfoWars or something just on the background and j- just be like. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, oh. what the F? They'll like run away and like call the police or something. Just, just curl up and start, just curl up in a ball and start rocking back and forth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be hilarious. In force, man. Oh, oh I got I texted by a Mike Bloomberg. Hang on, let me pull this out. Um, I got a text message the other day that was like, would you be interested in supporting Mike Bloomberg for president? For just a cold text. I don't know how they got my number. First of all, that's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, no, I got, I've been getting texts from Bernie campaigners too. I don't know how they get their your number. but This person has the area code though from like, where my parents live so i feel like there's some sort of like they they find num- phone numbers that are similar to your phone number and they assign it to you so that you text yeah. that person and there's a chance that it looks like it's like a regional thing i don't know but anyways he said um hi i'm joe from mike bloomberg's campaign with so much at stake america deserves a democratic candidate who can beat donald trump will you support mike and i replied probably not and then he, <laughs> he takes it back saying 
do you mind if I ask what's holding you back? And then I said, I'm keeping my options open. <laughs> he never replied. <laughs> I was like, hey, that's a, that's a solid answer. <laughs> yeah. I want to keep my options open. I'm playing the field. Understandable. Yeah, come on. Like, what? You say oh, I have to man. commit now or something? It's yeah. like, you haven't even bought me dinner yet. At least Yang was trying <laughs> to get me in there at the steakhouse. I mean, come on. Yeah, dude, Yang was going for it. Yang man. was offering me money left and right. He wouldn't stop bribing me. But, like, wow. What's Bloomberg going to give me? What is Bloomberg going to give me? I don't know a single thing about know. Bloomberg. <laughs> I don't know anything about Bloomberg. <laughs> That's a great segue into coronavirus, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> that's a taste of what's to come what so what's going on so coronavirus so this is being taped on oh i, sh- I used to say when we were actually recording these things um oh yeah I don't that's even. probably smart this is the it's, first it's, of march so yeah it's the beginning of march 2020 so we're in full swing with coronavirus it's uh yeah spring flu season <laughs> spring plague season really <laughs> spring plague season yeah uh yeah no there's been actually um a string of outbreaks in um new countries uh and kind of the big news in the u.s right now is that there was the first uh death in the u.s from the coronavirus that was in washington state um now it was uh a man in his 50s with underlying health conditions um, which is the dem- demographic that's at, m- most at risk. Um, what kind of underlying health conditions are we talking about, though? I'm not. It doesn't specify. Okay. Um, that could I mean, be a lot of things, and 50 is not that old. No, no. But I mean, anything that can like anything that's like compromises your immune system. Because, um, I mean, the coronavirus is basically, it's very similar to a common cold. Yeah. Um, just well, that. If I died from coronavirus and then people are like, oh, he had underlying health problems because we found like erectile dysfunction medication or something. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> like underlying health problems slash erectile dysfunction or something dumb like that. It's basically list. <laughs> slash erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh my god. In the article. Oh man, imagine being imagine dying and being just remembered as a guy who had erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, they were like trying to find a correlation between uh, his coronavirus and uh, erectile dysfunction, but we have not found anything. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's why they have to obfuscate and say, "Oh, it's just underlying health problems." Really, I mean, <laughs> Maybe. they're just like, "Well, you know, it could be anything." It could happen, though. I mean, maybe. Um, you know, maybe because of ED, you have to see a doctor, and then you go see the doctor, and then the other person seeing the doctor has it, and then you catch it. Because hospitals yeah. make people sick. So if you have ED... <laughs> I'm so edgy right now. Be careful, because you may be at high risk. <laughs> you high risk. <laughs> yes, that's definitely true. I know that's true. 
<laughs> Someone get those people masks or something. Holy shit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you're wearing a mask, it's like, hey, is that for the coronavirus? Like, no, it's for my <laughs> 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 I don't even know why. It doesn't even make sense. Damn, we're supposed to we're supposed to not get marked explicit on Spotify now that we're on Spotify and Stitcher. But I think that we're probably gonna be marked explicit. Probably. <laughs> Last probably. time I talked about anal in like the first three minutes. Now I'm talking about erectile dysfunction in the first five. It's <laughs> bouncing from one uh, one explicit topic to the next, man. Yes, one good time to another. Yeah. All right. Well, but, uh, anyways, interestingly so enough, though, actually, someone died in Washington. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. Okay. Say more. Uh, I mean, that's really pretty much the extent of that story. Um, However, (laughs) the World Health Organization has declared at this point uh, the coronavirus a global emergency. A global emergency. Okay, global emergency. WHO. Wow. (laughs) Just imagine, like, just like at at the World Health Organization, there's just you know, there's like red lights blaring and like sirens. World emergency. Flashing. Global health emergency. It's like global health emergency. <laughs> emergency. Yes. Global health emergency. Like twice as many, not even twice as many, actually like multiple over like 30 or 20 or 30. 20 to 30 times more people died of the regular flu um, <laughs> this year so far. And, yeah. But that's not a global health emergency. Because it's, it's just the regular flu. Yeah. I mean, I do understand like there's a dip, there is a specific kind I mean, of concern look, with this virus. Dozens of uh, kids have died so far in Washington from the flu, and then one guy died from coronavirus, and he had underlying health problems. Let's be real. <laughs> just kidding. I feel so bad for this guy. I, I, no, I, feel I mean, really bad. I feel bad for this guy. I feel it's really not. Bad. I'm not yeah, making no, fun I, of anything with him. <laughs> That's why I said if I had erectile dysfunction and coronavirus, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> it would just be confusing. I'm so tired of talking about erectile dysfunction. Well, that, that would be really unfortunate if you had erectile dysfunction God. and coronavirus. That would be very unfortunate. This episode you. is sponsored by uh, not Viagra. That's why we keep talking about erectile dysfunction. It's sponsored by that uh, generic what was that, Viagra. No, what was that like super, uh, what Cialysis? was it like? Black Mamba or something, I don't know. Whatever that like super extra strong Viagra super type big. of medicine that we found on that one site, remember? <laughs> Damn. Wait, what site did we find it on? There was just I don't know. Okay, so one time We were shopping for Viagra. A long together. time ago. We were shopping for Viagra together. No. <laughs> we were browsing <laughs> we were browsing the internet. Somehow we came across this page. It was hidden uh, Oh, you remember that? There Dude. was yeah, there was there was a page that it was. I thought I was the only person disguised. who saw that. Whoa! No, because yeah, because we we uh, I remember looking at it together. I showed you that. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, so there was this page. It was disguised as some kind of like health organization, yeah. some health organization thing or something. It was like that an was NGO, like a nonprofit thing for yeah. I don't know for kids and health. But it was kind of a weird page because everything was like 
overly generic. Yes. And nothing ever really said anything. And there was no contact information or anything. And actually, if you went to like a certain uh, URL from that page, if you like, you couldn't access it up from a link on the site. Yeah. But if you entered the URL and hit like slash something, 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 it yeah. would take you to uh, an online um, a drug, a black, black yeah. drug market. It was like a drug market. So I, yeah. I remember how I found that site actually. So what happened was I was, um, I was researching like methadone, which is like the prescription drug they put you on if you're addicted to heroin, which I wasn't addicted to heroin and I didn't have erectile dysfunction, but I was just interested in these things. So anyways, <laughs> I Googled like where can I buy methadone or something. <laughs> and the black market site came up. Or not like the black market site, but like yeah, the black market site came up. So I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was not like a legitimate. Like, I found business it that was, and then I was clicking around in the black market site, and somehow I ended up on this NGO website that was under the same like URL. It's under the same host name, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I found out, yeah, it's like a backdoor. If you click around in the NGO website or you put in the URL, you end up on a black market website. I was like, wow. That's yeah. creepy. And they were selling methadone and they were selling um black mamba <laughs> extra strength. I don't I don't know what the name was, but it was something like <laughs> I think it was named after like a snake or something, Python. but it was like basically Power. extra strength Viagra. Yes. <laughs> it's probably like a small dose of cyanide in crushed glass, but who knows? <laughs> probably something. <laughs> hey, that was weird. That, that that was just like man, that was like deep lore right there. I don't I forgot about that. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Wait, why no, are we yeah, talking about Black that. Mamba though? Because <laughs> we're talking about your erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Every time we talk about coronavirus, how it would be about my health condition. Unfortunate if you had erectile dysfunction. Yes, and coronavirus. It'd be very unfortunate if I had ED and coronavirus. <laughs> Although it would probably be unfortunate if either of those things were true. <laughs> So, it would be extra unfortunate if they both hit you. Oh, this podcast is unlistenable. Oh my god. <laughs> you thought we were going to talk about coronavirus? Um, apparently. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Wait. We're talking about, yeah, I mean, it's a global, Tell me global health think. emergency. Do you think it's a global health emergency? Is it as bad as they say? Are we all going to die? What's going on? What's yeah, the right I response I mean, here? The concern, the concern with a coronavirus, it's not that it's, it's actually not very deadly. It has a really, really low mortality very rate. Very low mortality rate. Like something like, like super, super low. Like some, I don't know, really low, like less than 1%, I'm pretty sure. Is the mortality rate? He's pretty. So yeah, yeah. Well, because here we have uh, so at least 213 people have died from the virus, mostly in Hubei, which is in China, with almost 10,000 cases nationally. Okay. So that's even within um, China. Even within that's, China. That's less than one percent. Less than one percent have died. Okay. Um, it's. I was reading. Um, I was reading up on the. Um, I think the CDC site and they were talking that, so it's something like 80% of people are able to get better at home. Only about 20% of people actually need to be hospitalized when they get this virus. Um, when this so first broke out, we compared it to Ebola. Remember? Like, the yeah. 
I think Ebola was much worse. I mean, the concern about this is that it's it's very um, it's very easily transmitted. It's bizarre how fast this is spreading. Like I'm, it's spreading surprised. really really fast, and there's very few people. There's like there's not. Um, it's it's because it's a new strain. There's not like people have people's immune systems haven't been. Um, yeah. Well, you know, okay. they're not they're not ready to necessarily um, attack it. Like you know, the, the the common cold generally, you know, your your immune system already has responses ready to go for that. Can I put it to you like this? Is is coronavirus overhyped or underhyped or perfectly hyped? Because <laughs> there needs I to be a third one. There has to be a third. There has to be a third neutral option. There has to be a third option. So overhyped, underhyped, yeah. or just like I don't know, hyped. We'll call it that for now. I mean, I think that like I, I think that the media is overhyping it. You think the media is overhyping? Yes. But you think it's hyped? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that like I mean, if you go to like the legitimate sources. Yes. You know, like the World Health Organization or the CDC. It's a global crisis. It's stuff a global like this. health crisis. Yeah. yeah, I mean like well, but they what they're saying, if you go to the actual sites of these, you know, health organizations and stuff, they mostly talk about they're like it's generally not deadly. You sh- most people just get better at home, but if you do have symptoms go get them checked out see if you know if, if you're in this specific demographic that's extra vulnerable then it's a concern but for the most part it's not like a huge concern really but then there's like i mean this article is from bbc and they're like it's a global health crisis and you know i mean i don't know the the, the media is just really blowing it up and they're trying to i mean it's you know because they're all trying boomers. to make a thing out of it i think yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I I, I should stop there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's what's crazy is that on this r slash news. So it's a Reddit r slash news. Um, this is where I got a couple of these uh, coronavirus articles from. There's a mega thread that's pinned just for just for uh, the coronavirus. And in the comments, there's just people freaking out about the coronavirus and they're just they're just panicking about it and it's just yeah. it's, it's like y'all need to relax i don't know Calm down. where i come down on this i actually haven't made up my mind yet like when we first talk about it and we compare it to ebola i was probably pretty harsh and said like oh it's not a, it's a non-starter it doesn't matter but yeah. now i feel like this probably isn't the thing that makes mankind extinct but also it's no. definitely not a non-starter, and I've been pretty surprised at how fast things have been deteriorating. Because not even Me like too. most people who get it, it's not a big deal. That's a big thing to note. So like, even though a ton of people are testing for it and getting positive, like I'm surprised at how fast it spread. Let's say that I'm not. I'm yeah. not that scared of like the result of people who are infected. Most people are. It seems like they turn out fine, but the uh, and of course, if anyone like does like if there's any fatality it gets signal boosted by the media like insanely which is what they yeah. would do with ebola anyways um but yeah i feel like the uh the fact that how fast it spreads is insane and i think that this is the precursor this is kind of like we realize hey if this was a high fatality rate 
um, disease, we'd be pretty effed right now because it's just rampantly spreading. I mean, I heard that it landed yeah. in Italy like a couple days ago. I heard it, it spread to Italy, and now it's literally like there's like over a hundred cases, and it just happens like overnight. And it's so fast how how like I don't know the seeing the amount of confirmed cases like in countries outside of China just spiking like like you would not believe. It's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like one of us actually ended up getting it. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think we would die. We'd probably be fine. Like I would. Take yeah, some, I think we'd be okay. I would take some vitamin C and I would walk that motherfucker off. But like, <laughs> <laughs> and some Viagra, of course. <laughs> I would take my vitamin C and my Viagra, and I would recover in uh, twenty four hours. But if it lasts for three hours, then I should see a doctor. So. <laughs> But I think it's a precursor. I mean, look at how vulnerable we are, dude. If this thing did kill people, like, like, yo- like younger people and people who infected, like, in a short time, like, we'd be, we'd be screwed. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I think that that, like, that's like I was talking about earlier. The concern isn't the the uh, mortality rate; it's the the fact that it's so easily transmitted. We can't even contain these things. I keep reading about people being under quarantine, but I don't think it works. I feel like. I don't know what it is, but like I don't think we can actually do anything about this kind of stuff. I, I feel like that's like the biggest weakness we have is like as like a in the, the human species really is like you know these there's sometimes there's just like we have all these cures for all these things, but sometimes there's just a strain that just is new and we just don't know what to do about it. Yeah, and if it was actually deadly, yeah, it could really wreak some serious havoc yeah. my gosh to be clear we're talking about coronavirus not erectile dysfunction yes <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure it might be confusing for you listening to this <laughs> that was really unnecessary though <laughs> I, I, well, yeah. anyway, Not- if you do find yourself with symptoms of coronavirus or erectile dysfunction, you go see a doctor and see what they say. Yes. I, I, okay. But don't panic. Did you say coronavirus or did you say erectile dysfunction? I feel like I'm hearing things now. Both. <laughs> See a doctor for both. Yeah, COVID twenty is the one that also makes your dick soft and gives you coronavirus. <laughs> That's the That's the next mutation. Yes. They call it the seductive strangler or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, also another thing for coronavirus. Coronavirus is trending on Twitter, but someone misspelled virus, so it's coronavirus, and it's trending on Twitter. <laughs> that's tw- that's what's trending. I think it's pretty funny. Oh my god! I see that a lot. Sometimes. Oh, I see will, it. Yeah, people will start a bunch of trends for something, but like with different names, and accidentally people click on the wrong one, and then it just takes off. And then, it takes um, off on that one. Yeah, you get stuck with the typo. Like, um, yeah. So there you go. I don't know what else to say, though. That's the thing about this coronavirus. Everyone's talking about it, but no one's really saying anything, you know? Yeah. It's, it's spreading quickly. It's not very not very much fatality. If the fatalities were higher, it probably wouldn't spread that fast, to be honest, because you would probably die before you could go touch, like, 50 people. So that's a big part of it. Is it because it's not yeah. people? It spreads much faster. 
Um, yeah. It is scary, though, to realize how vulnerable people are and how easy it is to just transmit a disease from, like, a place that's on the other side of the planet. Yeah, because, I mean, I, there are very few things that could happen in China that, like, we would really feel yes. here in America. You know what I mean? Like, realistically speaking. Yeah. Like, there could be a war there, and we probably would not really see any change in our lives or anything but something like in our you know in our regular day-to-day lives but something like a, a virus breaking out you know within a couple months suddenly you know we're having to be concerned about yeah viruses here i mean they're actually they're even talking about closing my school uh yeah in the event of a viral outbreak and putting everything to uh, online classes wow yeah so I mean- that that's a one response. I mean, I feel like I've heard a lot of people in um, in Seattle are having similar. They're freaking out, and people. My work sent out an email to everyone, being like, "We're gonna follow all these standards. There's all these precautions. Blah blah blah. You have to do these procedures. Wash your hands. All this stuff doesn't help that there was an outbreak. There was a the town where I work. There there was an outbreak in some facility, and it's like. It's it's not that far from where I work, so everyone's like, "Oh, great." <laughs> we'll see. You're right there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see. Hey, what? <laughs> I was I was thinking. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this really well. You're gonna be so proud. I was thinking from now on, I'm not gonna ride the bus because uh, you could catch coronavirus on the bus, and also the bus costs money. <laughs> how do you feel about that i feel like the bus is pretty affordable and honestly in seattle in the seattle metropolitan area if you just walk on a bus without paying most guys are like yeah whatever <laughs> like they don't really care. so <laughs> they don't really care yeah so i don't mind i don't care i pay on yeah. my phone it's really easy you know you can do that you just pay on your phone now um with a lot of stuff right. yeah you just buy stuff on your phone and then like, you show that oh well yeah you, well, you, you just do like the no, no, like no, no. Google Pay, Apple no, Pay thing or whatever? No, no. Oh, but I have a story for that. So I signed up for Google Pay and I used it the first time this week. I've never used it. So I had my credit card. How long card ago did you me. sign up for Google Pay? What? How long ago did you sign up? Uh, I probably put my credit card in there when I was in Canada to pay for parking because uh, oh, yeah. in order to pay for parking, you had to like check out with like Google Pay on this, some app, uh, pay by phone or something. And you know what's funny in Canada? You can pay for like all the street parking with pay by phone. That's so that's so cool, man. It's so cool. That's so nice. We'll literally park like downtown or like in a great spot. They have huge spots too, and they even go and they mark the lines where all the parallel parking spots are. So when you're parking, there's like little lines and stuff, so you know exactly where your spot is. It, it's <laughs> and these spots are massive. Like you could park a trailer in most of these spots. So we'll park in like this this massive like condo of a parking spot where parallel parking is super easy, and there's always like way tons and tons of spots that are open there i don't know why and then um and then we just pay for the spot with the phone i just take a picture of the meter the meter has a number i paid on my phone and we go get food and then while i'm eating food i always run out of time because i don't know i never put enough time on there and then i'm like oh i need to add more time and then i just add it on my phone and i'm like okay yeah super convenient I love no, they, my uh my school does a little they do do like a pay by app thing uh if you if you're like visiting or whatever obviously it's just cheaper to buy a parking pass if you're like a student there or something yeah 
um, for like the semester. But yeah, there's like an app that you can download and you just, yeah, you just put in a code for the parking lot and yeah, set a time. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, public transportation though. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I don't think that I've ever really had an issue with public transport making me feel like it was really outrageously overpriced. No, it's like you know, two or three dollars here and you can get yeah. a transfer, you can pay on the phone, like I said, you can get a pass. Usually they have a yeah, lot of Yeah, and options. if you get a pass, especially if you if you if you ride public transport regularly, it's totally worth it to get a pass. Totally worth. Because I, it I was in San Francisco and their public transit system is just it's a mix between I don't know, like some of it is I guess is good, but most of it I, I was actually thought San Francisco's transit sucks compared to Seattle, which is weird because I think that they think they have really good transit, but I didn't think it was very good. Um, <laughs> kind yeah. of a snob, but but like they they do have the train, they have this BART train. It goes to like every neighborhood. It's pretty fast, um, but it, it's a little crowded. It's a little old. I don't know how to feel about it. I guess it's pretty effective. But the, the system I thought was really stupid. That First of all, their transit was kind of expensive because San Francisco. And yeah. also <laughs> they had this stupid system where you had to like put money on this card and then you would go down and you would tap in and you would get into the, the transit station and you would jump on the train, you would ride it somewhere and then you'd have to tap your card to like leave the next station and that's when they charge you. But then if you went too far and then your card will beep and then you can't get out and then they have all these machines. And they have like three different machines. One machine sells you a card, one machine adds money to the card, and the other machine no one knows what it does. And then there's always like <laughs> and they're always broken and stuff. So like we went to some station and then like the machines were all broken so we couldn't add money to the card. We didn't have enough money on the card to go through the checkpoint to get out of the station. So I just jumped the fence. I was like fuck that shit. So Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's no, a that's huge hassle. Dumb. That sounds like a terrible system. Yeah, fuck that. I I wish it was free. <laughs> I, do, I don't really... <laughs> well, maybe you should move to Luxembourg. Oh, Seen as Luxembourg just became the first country to offer a fully free public transport system as the government tries to reduce particularly tense car traffic this is an article from the guardian is Luxembourg the country that's in the armpit between france and germany uh yes i believe so yes it is okay it's very small it's basically this i think it's basically like a city oh almost wow like it's very it's a very very small country there's probably more tourists there than citizens i don't know I, i suppose i've never met anyone from luxembourg but i met someone who did live in luxembourg for a little bit while they were in Europe. Well, what do they think of it? I don't know. They haven't said an actual judgment of it. They just always talk about how they lived in Luxembourg. When I lived <laughs> in Luxembourg... <laughs> they don't actually say anything. <laughs> all the buses were free in Luxembourg. Yeah, it was all free. Free buses. In Luxembourg, where I lived. Because I lived in Luxembourg. <laughs> that guy. So, let's see. So... Public transport will be free from Saturday in a move that that will affect approximately 40% of households. Save each one about 100 euros per year. The measure is part of a wider plan to reduce congestion. So, I mean, I guess that their thought is that if it's free, more people will want to ride the bus. And 
Okay. That'll lead to less traffic. I mean, less I can see traffic. that. Though. I, can, I can see that because I think that the bus is not expensive. At least, at least not here. Uh, not, not for me. Um, it's really just not that much, to be honest. I could easily trans transition over to riding public transit, and I think probably without even buying a pass, I would still save money. But as opposed that, to having a car. But is the cost of the bus really the limiting factor here? Uh, why don't oh, yeah, you drive a? Why don't Why don't you take a bus to school? You unconcerned climate denying fascists. Just to name a few things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that, I mean, yeah, I still have a car because it's, there's a certain amount of convenience, especially uh, where I'm at. The transport system is just okay, realistically. So Um, what's the bad part of it? Does it take too long for the bus to come to the stop or is the stop too far away from where you live? It's not even about that. It's more just that it's 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 the travel time itself. So travel time. I mean, I live in California, and one thing about California is that um, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, just anytime you go anywhere, even just driving, you're probably just going to be driving for like I don't know, like thirty minutes to forty five minutes on average. Whenever you go somewhere, whenever you go to work, whenever you go wow. whenever, when you're going out or something, just because I don't know, it's it's weird. People don't ever like just walk outside to their to like a, go to like a local bar down the street or something. They're always like, oh, let's go way over here. Let's go over That's there. Annoying. I live here and I work over here. What and the it's just, heck? I fucking yeah. hate California now. You just ruined <laughs> California for me. People, oh, let's go not to the place that's right down the street that has parking. Let's go to this place that's really far away and we can't park there for like 45 minutes. (laughs) But that's kind of the thing for me. And then, and I guess that if I I was to just rely on public transport, I mean, it would end up being, you know, just a lot longer to get anywhere. Okay. So it's it's definitely, so it's time for me. Um, I think if I lived, if I lived in a. What? It's not cost. The limiting factor I cost. don't think for most people is cost because public transit is not very expensive. But I think it's time. I think no, it's, you can't just make it free and then no one's going to use it if it's not very good. It has to be like really good quality. But then that makes it more expensive, yeah. and then you have to raise the price to subsidize how expensive it gets to make it good. You know, I don't feel like they solved the equation right. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I don't think so either. But the, the well, country's think, so small, you could probably ride a bicycle across it, so I think they'll be fine. Probably. <laughs> they'll be okay. They'll be okay. But no, I, I think I would, if, if I lived in a more urban area that had a better, because I mean, kind of the thing about it too is that I am, I mean, it's just, I live like in, I don't know, just kind of a college town that's kind of out of the way of everything. And, yeah. And I generally... I mean, it, it's a nice place. It's right. I go. It's right next to my school where I go, so it's really not that bad. But it's, yeah. it's a nice place. But I don't really ever go out here. I don't really do a lot. A lot of my life is lived elsewhere. Yeah, right. Thirty minutes so, away. As is yeah, the and way. and because it's not like a dense yeah, but because it's not like a densely like urban area. It's just. I mean, it's there's just not super great transit right yeah. where I'm at. But that's pretty. That's pretty typical of non-urban areas. I think that if I lived in a more urban area, I would probably use it more. I have great transit in Seattle. My transit's probably some of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. I vouch for it. I've ridden public transit for like four or five years now, 
And I, if it was free, it probably wouldn't affect my ridership at all. Maybe a little bit, but I don't think I ever like go to the bus and think, "Oh shit, this is two dollars. I can't do that." <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think that ever happens to me. And also, people who don't have two dollars, um, a lot of them just jump on anyways. And <laughs> bus drivers yeah. don't say anything. Like I see plenty well, yeah, of people I feel just like, walk on. So yeah, and I've, I mean, and I feel like too, if, if cost is a limiting factor for public transportation, it's probably going to be a limiting factor for like owning a car and stuff too. <laughs> it's not like owning a car is cheap yeah exactly i mean so i don't think it's the 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 money involved i feel like it's more like like in the mornings i usually don't ride the bus to work because they close the bus stop that connects to where i go to work so then for me to get to work i have to take like two buses and the connection is really bad and it takes me like 90 minutes and it used to only take me like 50 minutes so i hate that that's why i don't take the bus um yeah it's not that bad though honestly if i think about it i don't really mind the long bus ride it's just okay i get okay here's what it is it's the the times the bus come to my house kind of inconvenient for me and i don't like being on their timetable and if buses were somehow faster and more frequent then i would ride buses more that's really it. That's it for me. As someone who already rides the bus, it's not the cost; it's the, the, the frequency, and then like the, how often the stops and stuff, like the placement. It's, it's the planning for me. For you, it's just like the, they have to actually get you to buy in at all. So, it's different. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, I. It's different for you. You haven't bought into transit, so for them to get you on board, they can't just make it free. But uh, yeah, because it, like I said, it's not a cost for me. I, I would, but I mean, I would go public transit. But I just, it's I'm, I'm at a point. I'm at, I'm at a place right now where I, it's just the convenience of having a car outweighs the money saved by riding the public transit. Yeah, the convenience of having the car. So I think that for me, it's the. Well, so I don't even have a car to be honest, but yeah, <laughs> I carpool with my uh, with my producer everywhere, so it's yeah. good. That's all good for me, and I, I mean, I would take the bus. You know what? Today I haven't taken the bus in so long, though. Ever since I started carpooling, I just haven't done it. I just don't care. But it, you can also just walk places, so I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Like in one sense, I should be like, good for you guys. And I think that public transit should always be free. I've always said that I've always been like, you know what? They should just make all this stuff free. It's not that good anyways. (laughs) And I think that maybe it will help. Maybe some people will, because there are, there are some people that I'm sure do like, are like legitimately, do I don't ride because it costs money? Yeah, and it's not even like they can't afford it or anything. It's just that I don't know. There's there's people that I don't know. It, it's just like a thing that people do sometimes, and I've caught myself doing it too before. Where it's like I just you know I just it's like I'll look at something that's like some convenience that I'll be like, oh, that's kind of convenient, but it's five dollars, so I'm not gonna do it. And it's like, well, it's just five dollars. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know what I mean? Like it's not like. It's not like that five dollars is gonna break me, but it kind of gets in your head where you're thinking, "Oh, that's like the money that I that I don't have to spend." Or I, I think it makes sense when there's like when they add. So here's my theory: you have to Hold add value. Second. You gotta find ways to add value to the transit. So like, 
if you have a, a toll road or a tunnel or um, if you have a oh, what do they have like like light rail light rail is also a good example so like toll roads tunnels bridges and stuff stuff that if you drive a car over it you have to pay for it but in seattle the buses could will all use it for free obviously so i just paid two dollars for my bus ticket or something well that's just like 325 so i pay like three bucks for a bus ticket and then i can jump on this bus but it can go across the toll bridge and that can take me there like way faster than if i drove there on the non-toll bridge so that's genius if you just make more like a lot of these, like, so I hate toll roads. I'm not saying build more toll roads, but I'm saying if you have express lanes and toll roads and stuff, then that is a great way to add value to the public transit because they can just use it, and then you're getting to use it by having yeah, it. yeah. And then light rail, no, is and the I same. think yeah, light rail yeah, has its I, own special way to get everywhere. So you're paying for that like special access, you know? Yeah, no, I really, I'm like all for like things like that, like light rail. Or yeah, light rail is great. Um, and trains and things. special because lanes and things and like exactly Third Avenue in Seattle is basically a bus only street, and that's part of that. That's part of the same principle. Where if I pay money, at least I can go down Third Avenue. If I if I drive, I have to go down Second, but Second's actually pretty fast, so it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> but that that idea. But but it, but it could be. It's the it's the principle. You're paying for the access. All right, I'm yeah. sick and tired of listening to transit. I feel like the only people left now are like NPR listeners. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of public transit. Speaking of public transit and free things for the public. Joe what's Biden. What's our next topic, Kevin? Joe Biden won South Carolina. Big win. He actually won by, like, a lot. A lot. Like, I saw Bernie was in the a 20s, lot. and Biden is... Oh, hang on. I got the stats right here. Biden got 48.5% in the Democratic primary in South Carolina, and Bernie Sanders got 199 Not even close, really. Like, less than half. No. And Tom Steyer got 113 but Tom Steyer, even though he was third place, dropped out of the entire race after this primary, leaving the field open to just Bloomberg... Buttigieg, Warren, Klobuchar, Biden, and Sanders. And there's like maybe some other people, but I forgot which names I already said. So the delegates, Sanders, um, Sanders has 58 delegates. Uh, Biden now has 50. He got quite a landfall from South Carolina. Buttigieg is down at 26. So I think after the South Carolina um biden's actually pretty close to sanders sanders is not really the front runner now he's just the guy who yeah. won like the two 90 percent white states <laughs> yeah i'm dying to say that but sanders is the candidate who's the front runner in states that are 90 percent white <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's, that's yeah it. i mean okay Change my mind. no i i think too i think i think i think bernie really hurt himself after he kind of like I don't know. He's just after he started, he got a couple wins, and he really just kind of went crazy. With yeah, the, he, he went full Bernie too early. Is that not? What yeah, we said? and it's just, and that really threw off a lot of the Democrats Ugh. that are like not so far left. Yeah, you know, even the people who already hated him once he started throwing his weight around for winning like two ninety percent white small rural kind of states like New Hampshire and Iowa. It's like, yeah, that's not a win that you want to throw your weight around. Win Florida or win, like, Ohio or something. Get something that, like, you know, get Massachusetts or New York. Win something, like, substantial and then throw your weight around. Don't throw your weight around right in the beginning just because you got two, like, minor states, you know, two early states. 
That was a bad move. That was a really dumb move. Now everyone, it's not just like like you said, like some people got turned off, but I think the other part of it is they train their sights on him and they start treating him like a threat and then like hitting all the hit piece articles, all the Twitter trends and stuff, and like people just going after his ass. Yeah. So I feel like that's that was not it, you know. He's not a candidate who can even be a front runner. He's much better if he's like the sideman, you know, who creeps up and wins. Like with Hillary Clinton, where he he sort of crept up there, but if he's like a yeah. front runner, like people would just man, he'd just get knocked over like a folding chair. Like that's really all he is. He got booed for saying something like um, he was talking at the one of their debates that was a shit show, and then he was said something about like oh. Look at the uh, literacy in Cuba. It's fantastic. Their literacy rate was so high. And so communism must be really good because people learn to read, even though in other countries in the same region had the same literacy growth uh, around the same period of time without having communism or people getting shot in the street by Fidel Castro. Uh, but he forgot <laughs> to mention that last part. So he just was going. And then people were booing him because, like, um, I don't know, Fidel Castro pointed missiles at the U.S. and threatened, like, nuclear annihilation during Cuban yeah. Missile Crisis. Uh, <laughs> and he didn't mention that either. So he just comes off like he's apologizing for Fidel Castro, which is such a bad look. And people booed it him. Is. And then he was like, What? You guys are booing for literacy? And he just looked so arrogant and so out of touch. And it's like, literally, yeah. Man, you don't need to even talk about any of this stuff. You could just say, like, hey, Fidel Castro and the Cuban regime, very bad thing. Literacy rate, like, who gives a shit? Like, that's not the right thing to talk about when you're talking about a country with so many obvious air issues. Like, he doesn't need to defend these sort of, like, regimes, right? He doesn't need no, to. I no one's asking him to do that. That's so off base. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's... It's outrageous. It's and then he collapses like a folding chair. When he the moment he points at the crowd and says, "Oh, why are you guys booing for this?" It's like the cringe is so hard. Yeah, like you don't I just feel like engage them. Most yeah. of the people in the audience there are just um, most of them are like donors and stuff. They're like DNC like contributors. I think that's the yeah. people who end up going to the debates are largely that's not the people who are going to be supporting you know the grassroots campaign. Those people are all on the internet and shit posting on Twitter. So he shouldn't be like directly engaging with that crowd at the debate. Be like, why are you guys booing for literacy and stuff? It's like, dude, like, just rein it back. If you're going to go full yeah. Bernie, go full Bernie, but don't start like pandering for like people to like it, you know? I don't know. Yeah, well, and I don't know. Something that I liked about, always liked about Bernie was that Bernie always kind of like, I've talked about this before. Bernie is like, you know, he's kind of always had his, his, you know, his views and his opinions, and they really haven't ever changed, you know, and like the whole time. And he's been very kind of like rock solid. But kind of my issue with his campaign right now is that he's kind of he's feeling less like he's like running and building a movement based around like, you know, these these issues and these problems that he's going to solve. And, you know, and, and, and his I don't know, I guess his uh political standings and he's making it more of like a campaign that's based around like just being in support of bernie and you just support bernie and it's like yeah you know, and i and i see a kind of a i see a lot of kind of like parallels now between him and you know and something like trump's campaign yeah the trump's campaign was the same thing it was it was not about 
what he was going to do or anything really. What it was about was it was about being like for Trump or against Trump. Yeah, just and I and I think that that's I think that's just just bad for any campaign. I don't like any campaign that tries to make it all about the 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 person that's running. I think it should be about what they're going to do and and stuff. And and I just I'm not going to support Bernie just because he's Bernie. Yeah, I support Bernie because I want to support what he's trying to do. Bernie's supposed to be the visionary candidate who says what no one's talking about, but is like in a haunting way true. And then like he just turned into the I'm going to be popular. Everyone support me. Shout about stuff. But then the other problem is he never develops any sort of plan. And it starts to look more and more like that's just how he is. He's just refused to plan anything and then, like, he has some plans, but his plans are just outrageously stupid. So when he talks about, like, what, $30 trillion or, like, the price tag for Medicare for All being, like, larger than the entire economy of the United States and saying, oh, it doesn't matter if there's no possible way we could pay for it, even if we seized every single bit of value in the entire, like, world, you would never be able to pay for this. Like, it doesn't care. He just throws this stuff out there. That's his plan. His plan for... Like, housing is, like, nation- nationwide rent control is something he threw out there. And it's like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, no. You can't just decide the rent for the entire country because you live in, you know, the White House. Like, and his plans also, that's another problem. All the things that he does try to plan or even stuff he doesn't plan, it's not things you can do as a president. You can only do that if you're a dictator or if you control all of Congress. He doesn't, yeah. He doesn't control Congress. He's not the president. And, like... Uh, it's just frustrating to hear him go off about all this stuff. It's like he he needs to just have an agenda, push his agenda, try to promote it, build plans around it, and just be a responsible candidate instead of just shouting and going off about one thing after another with no like substance. I feel like I never get any substance from him. Like it's just yeah. like shouting about stuff to make people who like him be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Ooh. I see it. I see it's it. Like, Bernie can't do any of that shit. Like sit down, you know. Gets so frustrated. He's not my least favorite candidate. I prefer Trump over Bernie. He's one of the only people I would say that about too. <laughs> like I, I, I see him as more despicable, more like more harmful than Trump. Like if we get Trump again, at least we've already had Trump, and we know it's just like it's a very yeah. arrogant kind of gnawing bad persona. But at the same time, not that much really happened. That was. Honestly, that bad. Yeah, he didn't really get much, yeah. do much anyway. So people it's kind of like people have jobs. People like minorities, the lower half of people, like they're doing fine. Wages are stagnant, and that's a big problem. And Trump is just kind of pumping the market and thinking that that's the economy, but the market isn't really the economy. So I feel like you need yeah. to, at some point, try to get people's wages up and stop just giving shareholder value to billionaires. So on one hand, I don't think Trump is really doing much to change anything but at least it's things are just continuing as they are i feel like four years of that would be fine i don't want to see four years of 30 trillion dollars in medicare payments and then canceling everyone's private health insurance and then making a bunch of apologies for communist regimes like this doesn't make any sense and the other yeah. thing is bernie also probably would lose to trump anyway so i don't like the idea of running him yeah all. i don't like, he's either. the worst candidate he's Terrible positions, terrible plans, and, bad policy all around. Yeah, he had some good like, positions. Okay, I'll be fair. Some I think good, I think he did have some good positions. That's I think true. That early on in the running, I think he actually had a decent shot at beating Trump. In yeah, you know, I think he could have, but I think that he just he went too far, too far, and spread himself. He went too, too thin. far, man. <laughs> like I'm just like, dude, you, you get because 
I mean, I don't know. There's like certainly something to be said for, you know, he's, he's, he stayed very loyal to, you know, his, who his, you know, demographic is and everything. Yeah. And that's fine. But he, but if you really want to truly, you know, bring, be, be a candidate that can bring the nation together to, uh, you know, and, and, and that will actually, Get said, you have to be able to appeal to other people as well. The distribution of wealth in this country is immoral. And that's when I was like, that's a bridge too far. That's not what I want to hear from like the publicly elected official who lives off taxpayer dollars. Don't start telling me about income, you know, distributions being immoral. Like, yeah, I get some people have a lot of money and some people don't have money. But you can't start saying that having money is like morally wrong or morally good to not have money. That's what I think is just pure insane garbage. And I hate that bullshit. And that's why I got into that big argument with someone on Twitter who was like, oh, billionaires are all bad. And I was like, well, are millionaires bad? And then the person was like, well, yeah, I guess millionaires would be bad, but if they had like a lot of millions. And I was like, well, how many millions would make that millionaire bad? And they said, well, I think around 75 million, it would start to look bad. And I was like, okay, so if I had $75 million, it would be morally upstanding of me. But if I found a million dollars in like an envelope and I opened it up and now I have a million more dollars, now it's morally, uh, like I'm a, I'm a reprobate because I got $76 million. And that's what he said. And he said, well, well, I never said there's an exact threshold. I said, you know, it's all gray area. And I was like, no, but you said $75 million. I didn't say $75 million. You said $75 million. And then yeah. he started screenshotting his own tweets and sending them. And like a really like, he, like you could see as I pointed out how his argument is logically consistent. He just devolved into like sort of Neanderthalic, uh, just screenshotting random things and being like, oh, learn to read, blah, blah, blah. And he screenshotted himself saying, well, $75 million is where it, it would be hard to justify. And I was like, you threw a number out there, you dipshit. So yeah. if I had his handle, I'd read it out. But that guy's uh, fucking moron. And that's yeah. how I feel like most of these, not most of the Bernie supporters are fucking morons. But I mean, would I be that wrong if I said that? Because like, honestly, <laughs> people who think that being a billionaire is bad and being a millionaire is not bad. It's a logically inconsistent position, because if I ever get in a debate with you on that, I would just immediately say, well, what line between million and billion makes you bad? And if you can't draw a line yeah. there, then you're logically inconsistent. You can't say having this much money is bad. Having this much money is not bad without like. You're inferring the fact that somewhere between those numbers, there's a point where it has to go from being bad to good, you know, or vice versa. There's a some point there where you're saying that it's now wrong to have as much wealth, and there's no quality about possessing something that would be, like, morally wrong, money or, you know, all the, I don't know, pills or houses or whatever. Like, there's no point where having a certain amount of something makes you evil. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's logically inconsistent. You can't just say... X amount of something becomes bad, you know? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, well, no, I... It's incoherent. Yeah. No, I agree. And also, you know what else drives me insane? It's all those people that always are, like, talking about, they're like, oh, billionaires, they could, like, solve world hunger and this and that. And I'm like, is that really what we're going to have to, like... You, you, So your plan for, like, solving world issues <laughs> is just to rely on a couple billionaires, like just like paying a bunch of money out for something like what about when that money runs out because they're going to run out of money if they start just they're you know they're rich because they have so much income and such little you know like 
compared to their what their costs are. If we start just taking all their extra money, they're not going to be rich pretty soon. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and then what? And then where are we going to get the money from? You know? Yeah, that, it's stuff like that. That's like, it's just. It's, that's part of Bernie's plan, too, is where he wants to tax people when they get shares, like they get equity, uh, even if they're in like a private company and they can't sell those shares, and then he wants to tax them based on those shares. That's what I read about his tax plan. And then startups were all fired up about it this week because they're saying, well, this pretty much kills Silicon Valley because you can't hire someone, yeah. give them like 1% of you know Slack, and then let them work for you for a few years, and then Slack eventually goes public, and then they make like 100 thousand dollars but then under bernie's plan they would owe the government like ten thousand dollars before they could even sell their slack shares or something <laughs> yeah so you end up paying well, that's like a big thing startup. though with um with startups and stuff because you know i mean that's people get shares and stuff because it's not like they generally they don't have a ton of money to like pay big salaries or anything so that's that's what that's what really motivates people to get these startups well you know yeah to a point where they can be profitable this is what I don't like about Bernie then. So I feel like I boil his positions down. Like it starts from a point of like having wealth can make you evil, which I think on its premise is just false. But then it also is like we need to redistribute the wealth so that uh, our society is moral, which also I think you can't possibly do that. That's that's just, no. it's just nonsense theory Marxism from a textbook. Like This is just textbook Marxism. This is just bullshit that you can't possibly do in real life, but it sounds really good, like i.e. utopia. So yeah, not crazy. I mean, like in theory, it all sounds great. But here's the problem. But once you start getting the specifics of it, there's just a lot of issues that come up. Yeah. Where it breaks down is that when he says, oh, having too much wealth is immoral. We have to redistribute the wealth. The part that he leaves out is how is he going to redistribute the wealth? Well, he's going to make a bunch of new tax code policies and other sorts of things to get the money from all the people transfer all that wealth into the government and then the government's going to be the agency to spread that wealth to the lower percent so i think that the fact that you know you can't just magically snap your fingers and take all those billions of dollars and move them down to lower it's like you have to have the institution to to move the wealth and i think that that's the part that will never ever in a million years actually work because in the past you see the government tries to redistribute wealth the government's the only people who end up getting rich it ends up turning into top to bottom corruption and then regime you know collapse that's what you have in venezuela you know, it's the, the government's going to take all the wealth from the top percent, make itself really wealthy, and then like basically shit on everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't blame Bernie for that because he hasn't done it. But I just I don't think that the government is an engine that can actually do this sort of wealth distribution. And I don't think the wealth distribution also solves any sort of morality problem. So you can't base it on morality. No, that's, that's such a false premise. It's such a. No, it's I, just it's predatory. It's playing on people. It's just twisting their arm to try to make them feel bad. For not supporting some sort of very errant, very dangerous ideology. So yeah, I don't like Bernie. I feel like he'd be fine if he was just like the healthcare candidate. But he's gone so far into like once he starts talking about wealth redistribution and the morality and stuff and being a billionaire and so it's like he should just shut the fuck up. The, the guy, you know, go back to your lake house, Bernie. Anyways, I'm gonna polish this article what is joe uh, this is what is joe biden's south carolina win mean for democratic race from the guardian by they don't say who it's by because i have to it's a panel or something um firefox is currently broken so i can't scroll very well but i just want to read like the top the top comment 
Um, they say that it might be a two-party race. Really, that's all I was going to say. It's not two-party, two-person. It might be just Biden and Bernie from here on out. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, that could work. I mean, I'm okay with it. Uh, you might have the far candidate and the other one. It says endorsements can still matter because uh, Biden got endorsed. Uh, Biden has to hope he doesn't wind up. Um, oh, shit. My scrolling is really messed up. I don't know how to fix this. Uh, for those of you at home, I have a Linux laptop and it's completely fried. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I can just page down. <laughs> Biden has to hope he doesn't wind up too far behind in Super Tuesday. So you have to come out of Super Tuesday. Now everyone's saying it's, it's all up to Super Tuesday. Now it's cl- it's close between Sanders and Biden. So whoever pulls ahead in Super Tuesday might get to go to uncontested convention and get the nomination, or it might be contested. Um, Sanders hopes to do well on Super Tuesday, but it, apparently it seems like uh, minority support is not that good. It, it wasn't as resilient as he thought he would be. Um, I just want to pull up really quick... Um, I want to say, let's check. Five thirty-eight has a poll for uh, who's going to be the nominee. So far, it's been a tie between like um, Bernie Sanders and no one. So, but I don't know where it is now. Uh, I'll try to pull it up later. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we really went hard on Bernie this episode. Wow, did. I didn't know. I was so angry about him. We did. No, I mean, I think it's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, when I even was someone, I was on the, I was on the burning train. I was feeling the burn, but yeah, yeah, he just he just went to a place where I was like, man, I just don't agree with that, you know? Yeah, it was too far. When he said wealth distribution, that's when I was like, that's that's just communism. Like that's communism. yeah, and he keeps saying like, I just I'm not a communist. And then the next day, he's like. Oh, but, you know, Fidel Castro improved literacy rates. And it's like, why are you saying that? <laughs> That's what I was like, Let's stop. Like, yeah. you can't start talking about When well, I just think, like, that's I'm, just an example, too, of, like, it's like, just because literacy rates went up there doesn't mean it was because of communism. You know what I mean? Like correlated at all. Yeah, there's no correlation. Like, you know, they like saw the exact just, same Costa Rica or somewhere at the same growth in literacy, and they weren't a communist dictatorship, and they didn't shoot people for, you know, capitalism or um, disagreeing with the government or whatever. People didn't yeah. float out on cars over to Florida, change their life. Like, um, also, someone else told me that, like, uh, pretty much every Democrat um, president wins Florida. And then, where do people hate Fidel Castro most? Florida. And also Cuba. So, yeah. it, he just sounds like <laughs> such an out of touch, like, pussy elite when he starts talking like this. And that's not what Bernie's not supposed to be that out of touch person. He's supposed to be, like, down with the people, you know? That's yeah. what Bernie's thing is. So, don't start telling us about how great, like, Fidel Castro is and stuff. Like, it's not what people want to hear. Like, that's not the, that's not the move. So don't talk about wealth distribution. Don't talk about Fidel Castro. Don't make yourself sound like a fucking insane psychopath. Uh, and those are, those are all he had to do, and he went the complete opposite, and now he's really close to the psychopath part. Uh, yeah. Shit like that. Hearing him get booed and then him being like, oh, well, how can you guys be booing for a literacy rate? That was the point where I was like the most disappointed in him, when I was like, wow, like 
You gotta just stand up for stuff or don't stand up at all. And you decided to stand up for something and then just, you know, completely just fold up as soon as you get booed. And it's like, it's just sad. I don't know. It's sad. It really is. He wants to act like he's Trump and run that sort of campaign and then just completely... I don't know. He's. I don't think he can do that sort of thing. He just doesn't have no. that. Yeah. No, I, I don't think, like, even if he gets the Democratic nomination, there's no way, there's no way that he's going to win. There's no way. No, it's because he's up- just, he's, he's, he's driving people away. He should be at the point where he's trying to bring people to him. Yeah, it'll be communism versus capitalism. And he's not going to win on that. There's just too no. much history there, and he shouldn't be getting so close. He should be, I said this probably last time, he should be trying to act more like a moderate and trying to appeal to moderates. That's who he needs to win over. Yeah, I think he, yeah. He needs to that's, really that's what's going to decide it. Just talk about your plans, make them sound not crazy, make it sound feasible, and just keep pushing as hard as you can towards like stuff like Medicare. or like That's the easiest one to get over is Medicare. I feel like Obama yeah. won parts you know based on like obamacare and trying to have health care reform that's what democrats yeah. can win on health care reform so that's what he should play on like shut the fuck up when it comes to wealth redistribution shut the fuck up when it comes to rent control like you don't need to talk about any of that bullshit you know nobody wants to hear that so if bernie loses the nomination it's his fault if he loses the entire presidency it's everyone else's fault you know like yeah jesus christ what a complete you know disappointment i'm just disappointed honestly we're not angry at bernie we're just disappointed exactly he could have did fine just being a healthcare reform candidate but he decided to go crazy bernie and um so 538 poll is now saying that there's a three in five chance or 60 percent that no one's going to win the nomination it'll be a contested convention and then you know all the super delegates to just go with biden and then they say Sanders yeah. has a one in four, so he's now at twenty six percent. He was used to be like a one in three, so it's gone down. And Biden is now one in seven, so Biden's yeah, he's not very close, but he's doing okay. And then Bloomberg yeah. is like less than one in a hundred, so they're really saying, look, it's going to be Biden. I'm sorry, it's going to be Sanders, or it's going to be no one. And then you're going to have yeah. to see who the super delegates choose in that case. Yeah. Bloomberg, Bloomberg, that was what an interesting campaign. Do you can't believe he's burned From like Bloomberg millions and millions of dollars, like four hundred or six hundred million dollars, just to get his ass kicked. Like he everywhere. didn't. He, he's not even doing good at all. He's doing terrible. He's just burning. He's money. throwing away so much cash just to just to look like an idiot in all of his all of his um appearances on the stage. But here's the thing, though, I think um. Bloomberg in particular, uh, this is part of the conspiracy is that super delegates might choose the race because according to 538, it's most likely no one will actually win um, based on just the delegates. So, so I mean, how this works for people at home, you, you win delegates and then you go to the convention and now they're doing this new rule where the super delegates won't vote um, if there's a certain threshold of delegates that are won from the primary. So if you win like 1,900 delegates or something, then you know you win the nomination. That's pretty much it. But um, if you don't have that amount or no candidate has that amount, then it basically goes to super delegates who get to pick different candidates and they're not based on the primaries. So um, a lot of people say that Bernie is not the favor of the super delegates. Those are the people who liked Clinton for the nomination anyways. They're probably not going to 
you know, bend the knee and go with Bernie. So a lot of people are saying that, you know, Bloomberg being in the race is just there to dilute the vote and water it down enough that Sanders can't get enough delegates. And mm. then if he doesn't get enough delegates, if these people water down his vote and just refuse to drop out, I'm talking about like Biden, Warren, Bloomberg, Buttigieg, even though Warren and Buttigieg have like barely any delegates, you know, yeah. if, if they just refuse to drop out, stay in the race, Bloomberg too, who's got probably zero delegates or something, if they just stay there and then that backs up Biden and that will keep splitting the vote enough that, um, Sanders never gets enough delegates, has to go to the convention and has to convince all these super delegates that he can actually beat Trump, which um, is unlikely, but possible. Yeah. I think he could beat Trump if he just toned it down, if he just, you know. Yeah, no, I think that I think so, too. I think he had a chance, but it's just stop complaining about billionaires. That's step one. Like, yeah, I know it's there's things you could say. There's good conversation to have, but you know, president of the country isn't the person to have that conversation. Yeah, you know? I agree. I think that there's definitely yeah. I think there's something there, but figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, what a downer episode. I feel sad now. I feel angry and sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like every topic just went down. It's coronavirus. Kind of did. It's primaries, Bernie Sanders. Uh, just like a marathon, hate marathon on Bernie Sanders. Marathon, <laughs> pretty much was. And we, uh, so we've lost any, uh, if we had any, if that one guy that uh, listens to our podcast. Yes, our one <laughs> listener. Is Bernie, is a Bernie supporter. We just lost our, our listener. Well, he'll probably end up stalking us and murder us in our sleeve if he's a Bernie. Bro. Probably. <laughs> those, people are, those people are crazy. That's the other part. Yeah. No, like I said, there's literally been a Bernie, someone from the Bernie campaign at my house every day. Every day. They're just like, are you voting for Bernie? Are you voting for Bernie? I'm like, are you, I already voted. They're like, did you vote for Bernie? I'm like... I don't want to talk to you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to just go around being like, like, it's just, it's ridiculous, dude. They're just here every day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I say go with my plan. Just wear your dress blues, open the door, Alex Jones in the background. Just start, just start saying like very strange outlandish things, you know? <laughs> or or you can open the door and just have like 15 gas masks on and you just have like all these like hazardous material signs you know on stuff and be like hey man i'm under quarantine so make it quick <laughs> <laughs> doctor says i can't leave the house for like 14 days can you hurry this up yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that wraps it up. Take care, folks. <laughs>